2: And good afternoon everyone, this is Dr. Peter DeVitt, <coughs> and uh, live here on uh, toginit and um, so you're listening to Dr. Peter DeVitt live, and today on the show, <coughs> we are trying to get a hold of our guest, but it's going to be Dr. Simon Yu, Dr. Simon Yu, so <coughs> I'm uh, just quickly going to check here if uh, if we can get a hold of him. Now we're going to be talking about accidental cure, extraordinary medicine for extraordinary patients. So, um, accidental cure—you might say, what the heck is that? You know, well, Doctor Yu is a fascinating guy. You know, practices uh, medicine up in Missouri. Uh, we're going to be <clears throat> hearing from him you're in a bit, but uh, he he's made some extraordinary discoveries <clears throat> that um, really, you know, should help us to understand disease <clears throat> a lot better and exactly what we can do for uh, different illnesses, you know, that we might uh, might have to deal with. So, um, so Doctor Yu <clears throat> wrote this uh, e- extraordinary book Uh, accidental cure, um, I think a couple years ago, and um, it's based on on his experience in Bolivia. Uh, He went to to Bolivia as part of the U.S. Army medical team and uh, treated Bolivian Indians uh, from the Andes Mountains uh, in the area near Oruro, and it changed his medical practice after he came back uh, to uh, the U.S. Uh, totally and completely. You know, what he discovered there is that, you know, so many of the Native American uh, Indians or Native Indians in that area had parasitic infections. So, but it no matter what he was um, looking for, you know, in terms of health challenges, you know, parasites seem to play a role. So I, th- I think Dr. Yu is on with us now. So let me see, Dr. Yu, are you there?
3: Yeah. How are you, Doctor?
2: What? I'm doing good. I'm so glad that you are able to join us today. I was just introducing you in your absence. Uh, your book, "Accidental Cure: Extraordinary Medicine for Extraordinary Patients," and. Uh, I was just framing the subject again. I haven't uh, let the cat out of the bag yet. I haven't told people the secret yet of your book and what it's all about. But, um, you know, I've I've shared a little bit about your journey and uh, your experiences in Bolivia as part of the U.S. Army medical team there. And, um, you know, that you discovered something that really changed your practice. And and I know you're going to be telling us here in a moment, and some of what that is and and some other keys uh key discoveries that you have made over the years um, that really sets your practice apart you know so uh, first and foremost i, uh, I was going to have you just share a little bit about you and and you uh, <clears throat> know what you do um, i told told everyone that you are up in Missouri, I think in the St Louis area is that correct that is correct and uh and then you practice integrative medicine i guess yeah. i haven't i haven't said that yet but uh you're like me you know someone that thinks outside of the box is not just satisfied with the limitations of conventional medicine and uh, you know the fact that in conventional medicine we tend to treat symptoms not causes um, i know you're inspired you know to always try to figure out better ways uh, to help people to heal. So, if you wouldn't mind, sh- share a little bit about your story with us, and, and what uh, <clears throat> what inspires you, inspired you to to change <clears throat> directions.
3: Well, you know, I'm a, my by training, I'm a general internist, and I've been practicing for last 30 years, and for the last 20 years, I've been practicing what people call integrative medicine. And I've been in the U.S. Army as a reservist for 25 years, retired about 10 years ago, after 25 years, and I retired as a full colonel. And uh, my story actually started year 2001. As a, I was a lieutenant colonel at that time, and we went to Bolivia as a U.S. Army medical team, basically trying to, as a peacekeeping mission, to please Bolivian Indians. There has been a lot of protests because U.S. government is trying to control coca productions. So we are there as a medical team to just taking care of the Indians to please them. And part of our treatment plan was treating everybody with parasite medication. We have a parental palmoid and mebendazole as our main tools we have. We, we did treat 10,000 people in two weeks, and we took the same parasite medication on the way back home and start using those parasite medications. And I've noticed not only the patients in you know, IBS like Irritable syndrome improved, sometimes asthma goes away, sometimes chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia goes away. Sometimes I've seen... Uh, MS brain lesion disappears, a tumor disappears, and I started writing this whole phenomenon in my articles, and I turned into a book called "Accidental Cure." Just sort of my background.
2: So, uh, when when you were in Bolivia, the people that you worked with there, did you did you just treat all all the Indians with? antiparasitics, regardless of whether they had symptoms or not, or only those with, uh, like, bowel symptoms, like, you know, clear signs of bowel infestation. What were your criteria in Bolivia in, in treating um, them with parasites? I mean, for parasites, you know, with, with the antiparasitics?
3: We just treat everybody. There's, this is the army instruction. We treat everybody with parasite medication as part of the standard care.
2: Ah, okay, no. so so and and just uh, so preventive, like preventive pa- anti parasitic treatments, even right. uh, even if they didn't have symptoms. Now, uh, just just for my <clears throat> knowledge, did did that get done just one time, or did that did they go through that every few months, or how did that work?
3: Well, it should be done every few months, but we're there for at least I was there for just once. As a part of our medical team. And we have a different uh, medical team from the U.S. Army will be sending up uh, to different locations. So within a few days, we'll get the report that people bring in the parasite in the jaw or they're describing there's a parasite coming out of their skin. And you hear these stories. That's what really motivates me to try this parasite medication. It was just one round of the parasite medication. People you hit within a few days.
2: So even just one round, not only would you notice their bowel symptoms getting better, but you noticed that they had other health challenges sometimes get better as a result. Like you you mentioned asthma, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, MS, uh, and even tumors. So so tell us a little bit more about that. You know, the impact of the antiparasitics on these other conditions – and why you think there's, you know, that happened? I mean, you know, again, most most people out there have no clue that parasites might be linked to any number of health challenges that they might be dealing with. You know, so um, so share with us a little bit what what conditions, you know, seem to be linked or that you found that uh, are linked, and and how that link works. What what do you think? Is it about parasites that contributes to, you know, to disease formation, you know, for, you know, for those patients, like, you know, how, how does chronic fatigue syndrome, or asthma happen, or autoimmune disease? I remember, you know, something in your book about, you know, different autoimmune diseases and parasites and so forth. So, um, now we have two minutes before you take a break, but at least um, you can make a start in in helping us to understand the link there.
3: Uh, first of all, the parasite test is not reliable. That's a problem. So we always overlook because when you are suspecting and check for parasite for a soil uh, test, nothing shows. That's the beginning of why we are overlooking this problem. And we think parasites only in third world countries. and With all the global migrations and change in our diet and global climate changes, this has become a epidemic global problems and uh, parasites also bring their own parasite, have a, their own parasitic relationship. So parasite with them bring their own parasite, bacteria, virus, and fungus. So sometimes we can catch the virus or bacteria, but we overlook the parasite. We actually carry that infections. This is what we <laughs> call infection.
2: So, so, so the the parasite doesn't come alone. It comes with a whole, a bunch of baggage in itself, and drags other infections in. So, so what you're saying is, if you do, if you don't treat the main culprit, <clears throat> you know, the big kahuna, you know, in <clears throat> in these situations, then you know, of course, uh, you're not going to get uh, somebody better. We're going to go to a break here in a moment, and <clears throat> I'm going to have Dr. Yu give everybody information on his book real quickly and where they can get a copy of accidental cure um i guess i have 10 seconds but let me just say amazon.com i know for sure you can get it because that's where i got mine and um we'll have more information on that when we come back from this break
1: is Dr. Peter DeBette live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com today's business world a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find and if that happens to you then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal it's called paying it forward with josephine Girasi, wednesday mornings at 10 9 a.m central Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on DoggyNet.com.
4: Notice that no matter how carefully you put the Christmas lights away, they still come out all cringle-crangled and jitterty-jitterty the next year. Christmas tree lights were invented in 1882 by Thomas Edison, and by 1900, these miniature versions of his electric light bulb were being advertised to the public. In 1895, Grover Cleveland proudly sponsored the first electrically lit Christmas tree in the White House, featuring more than a hundred multicolored lights. By the next Christmas, members of high society were hosting flambustious Christmas tree parties. Of course, in those early days, the services of a wireman had to be obtained as many people had considered electricity as a bit of a bugaboo. It's never to all our armed forces, men and women serving at home and abroad, have a wonderful holiday. Doctor, doctor, give me
5: the news, I gotta-
1: Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeBell Live on TokiNet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter Devet.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter Devet Live.
1: You're in the studio
2: uh, talking to Dr. Simon Yu uh, all the way there in Missouri, I think he's uh, in his uh, office today. Simon is that where you are yes. Yes. in San yes. Louis awesome so we're talking about his book Accidental Cure: Extraordinary Medicine for Extraordinary Patients and uh, you know I, I can attest to the fact that it is extraordinary medicine um, you know and the fact that Dr. you has you know has made a, a really really important uh, discovery you know, in, in terms of not just, you know, parasites and treating parasites for, for the sake of treating them, but, you know, for, you know, as an intervention for many other pathologies. You know, he has discovered uh, that there's a link and that this is a terribly underdiagnosed problem. So, you know, so parasitic infections, as you said, most physicians don't even look for them. Uh, and when they do, they almost, uh, never find them because they are so hard to identify. And uh, Simon, as you as you were saying, you know, in America, um, you know, most most physicians don't even think of parasites because they think we don't have them here. You know, they only occur, you know, in third world countries. But that's uh, you know, it's very very uh, far from the truth. Wouldn't you say, um, Simon, that virtually everyone? on the planet has parasites to some degree.
3: Right, and uh, maybe some people can handle parasites as a problem because their diet can make it control. Let's say in India, with their diet, the high in turmeric and maybe onions and garlics and etc, they may coexist with parasites and they can handle it. If the Indian move to America and they begin to eat American diet, they become more symptomatic with parasite problems. How do I know? Because I've seen some of those Indians. They're doing fine. Uh, when they go back to India, when they come back to the United States, they have these old GI problems because of the change in diet. And, yeah, uh, yeah this, I see this phenomenon all the time.
2: And, in fact, they, they not only uh, develop GI symptoms, but they take on all of the Western diseases. That, uh, that we see in our society, you know, all these epidemics of chronic illnesses, you know, so, so I think uh, you're right that, you know, our diets play a big role. Would you say that uh, stress also um, plays a role in, you know, the, the fact that uh, we, we see so much more chronic illness in this country than, you know, in some other countries?
3: Right, you know, stress itself makes you more susceptible to any infections, and uh, the parasite becomes its own stress. So it become a vicious cycle. And uh, so I see this phenomenon. Once you have a parasite, as an example, let's say throngeloid. Once you have a throngeloid, you, uh, you can have this infection for 40 to 50 years, for the rest of your life. It's almost impossible to get rid of it get rid of them, unless you use some strong medication.
2: Now the stronguloid, is that roundworms? Is that the... Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, but they're what called micro They're very tiny, barely visible by looking at it. Uh, but like what people call dandelion, uh, like a film. But very small, you can barely see. Uh, they'll go travel everywhere. They'll go yeah. to the gallbladder, they'll go to the lung, they'll go to the heart, they'll go to the brain. They'll go everywhere.
2: So it's not just restricted to the to the intestinal tract. You know, most people think parasites just affect you in the gut, but parasites can actually go to uh, to any tissue in the body virtually.
3: Right. Because when I give a lectures on parasite, I say if you're going to learn anything for, about parasite, the most parasites are outside of GI tract. So don't think about parasite for the gut, parasite in the lung, parasite in the brain. Parasite in the throat, in the liver, pancreas, you know, muscle, and everywhere, including even kidney, can have a parasite
2: problem. So, so for instance, we know, you know, there's a <clears throat> old wives tale that, you know, when people have mental illness, they get worse around full moon, you know, and, uh, and I was going to ask you. Do you think that's true that, you know, people can act more crazy during full moon? And do you think that parasites in the brain might very well be part of <clears throat> that process? You know, that um, uh, somehow full moon cycles also affect, uh, you know, the parasites in our bodies. What do you think?
3: Well, I can only speculate, but I know uh, autism communities, they know their children become more difficult to control around full moon. And I want to I ask you to give more medication, higher dose during the time of the full moon because his, children's behavior gets totally out of control. I wrote a couple of articles. One is called Parasite and Mental Illness. And the other article is Parasite and uh, Mind Control. And uh, some of those uh, psychiatric medications, when you look at their pharmacological effects, guess what? They have a anti-parasitic effects. What we're thinking is giving you as an antipsychotic drug have an anti-parasitic activity in it.
2: Interesting. So, and do you think that's the, that's the same case with like cancer drugs? You know, when we do uh, chemo on patients, you've you found in your cancer patients that you know some of them have dramatic positive responses when you when you put them on. Uh, strong antiparasitics um, and yet you know chemo I think uh, I heard you say one time might also you know have a adverse impact on parasites and that might be one of the reasons why we get a positive response in uh, cancer patients with chemo drugs
3: Right. you know this is stuff I have to be very careful what I say but that's my speculation except chemo is too strong to kill not only parasites, but also the host, the human cells. But parasite medication is a chemo agent for, to kill parasites. So it's not pleasant to take it for human to take it, but it doesn't have any major side effects, but it will kill parasites. There's a chemo for parasite, which is different than chemo for cancer. And too many times we give too many good cells at the same time.
2: That's that's you know just amazing to gain an understanding of all of this. Now, when you uh, treat uh, people for parasites, you—I uh, wanted to have you share with us how you find this out. I mean, what what gives you besides their diagnosis? What gives you the clue? And how do you go looking for what kind of parasite and what the best treatments would be? you know, to treat those particular parasites.
3: You know, I do check for acupuncture meridians, and uh, there are certain meridian I pay more attention to. Let's say, if there's a large intestinal meridian, I'll be thinking about, is this, so I'll be thinking about parasite. Let's say, Gold Brother Meridian is out of balance, and I'll be thinking about parasite. So I'll be thinking different kind of a parasite problem. Large intestine can be ascaris and may responding to mebendazole or albendazole. But if I pick up disturbance in gallbladder meridian, I'll be thinking about sarangeloid and I'm meant to use ivermectin and parental palmoid. If I have compounded with a diarrhea, I'll be thinking about microscopic parasites like amoeba, antamoeba uh, cryptosporidium, and they respond to Uh, metronidazole, tinidazole, or linium. If there's any liver meridian is out of balance, then I'll be thinking about flux, liver flux, or pancreas problem. I'll be thinking about pancreatic flux, and I'll be thinking about using project quantum.
2: So so depending on which meridian, and and just to to remind everybody out there what a meridian is, it is a uh, energy pathway that runs through the body discovered by the the Chinese um, you know 5000 years ago and is the basis of you know what we uh, call acupuncture so you know the acupuncture system is linked to the meridian system so so you you go by which meridian which organ system and then uh, you and then you specifically um, test them uh, against the, the specific drugs. Is that is that what you're doing?
3: Right. With the, uh, see, we know from uh, pharmacological study if something is balanced uh, with ivermectin, I'll be thinking about we're dealing with some kind of a nematode, like a roundworm, especially throngeloid. If it's balanced at the gold by the meridian. So we know the medication has is specific pharmaceutical effects. Praziquantel is for most specifically for flukes, and as so I'll be thinking about, maybe we are dealing with a fluke, and then we have to combine ibomaxin, parental palmoid, and praziquantel. Then we're dealing with tapeworms, because there has been literature talk about how you have to combine them to kill the tapeworm. Did they give you an idea we don't have to name the name the parasite we're using different combinations of parasite medication to balance the meridian system and what kind of a parasite we're dealing with yeah does that, that make oh, sense
2: yeah yeah absolutely so you can sometimes tell by which drugs the patient tests for you know what what organism you're dealing with and also by what meridian system is down you know you can tell even more. Now, we're going to go to another break. You know, uh, Dr. you tell us quickly how they can get all of your, your book, um, <clears throat> Accidental Cure, Extraordinary Medicine for Extraordinary Patients.
3: Uh, they can just punch my name, uh, Simon Yu, or Accidental Cure. We'll get into my website. My website is preventionandhealing.com
2: preventionandhealing.com yes and uh, and Simon Yu uh, Dr. Yu's last name is uh, spelled Y U and Simon just the way it sounds and we'll be right back after this break
1: Dr. Peter to Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others.
0: Dr. Peter will be right back after these on Toginet.com sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of phlegm away today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online at shophealthybody.com. Doctor, doctor, me
5: the news, I gotta-
1: Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Tokenet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter Devet Live on Togenet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter Devet.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter Devet Live, again uh, talking to Dr. Simon Yu about his book, Accidental Cure, Extraordinary medicine for extraordinary patients, and uh, we're talking about parasitic infections. I, I know, Doctor You, that you, you know that you also look for other factors, you know, that affect health that that's, uh, sometimes or often or almost always missed in conventional medicine, and uh, so we're going to touch on some of those, including you know, root canals and, and allergies and heavy metals and so forth. But I wanted to ask you just to give us a, a couple of examples of, of patients that you've worked with. I know during the break you were just telling me a, about a patient that's all the way here from Texas, uh, Houston area, you know, up to see you, and um, and what you know what what they've been dealing with. Of course, you know we won't mention by name, but um, but I, I I just you know that's always good to have some examples of patients that you see. That have gone through the ringer, you know, every not just you know conventional medicine, but often been to a number of integrative uh, physicians, and um, you know, and what you know, what you see.
3: You know, yes, there are just saw a patient from Houston, and she's a 41-year-old lady with uh, just a uh, too long of a history to even tell. Uh, she cannot breathe. She got terrible headache. She was coughing up, what she called black stuff coming out. Often she'll double over with a pain, diarrhea, or constipation. And she'll go every known institution in Texas. And uh, basically, her colon, uh, I guess, colon hydrotherapy is recommending you better see, you know, come to see me. And uh, when I saw her, the reading wasn't as bad as I thought. As like I've seen many times, large intestines showing up, small intestinal meridian showing up, gallbladder uh, gall meridian and liver meridian showing up. And I have to put on four different parasite medications, ibamaxin, parental palmoid, tinadazole, and praziquantel. And I'm pretty confident she'll do well because I've seen so many cases like that. But uh, some people go to the Mayo Clinic and all those well known institutions they overlook parasite problem or dental problem. Dental is another major problem they overlook
2: so and and tell us about dental a little bit, yeah, I know you feel very strongly as I do that root canals are not a good thing to do to a human being um and you know, as, as much as we want to save teeth and, and, you know, keep the pretty smile and everything, you know, which is understandable, uh, sometimes we do horrendous things to someone's health. And unfortunately, it's not immediate, you know. Well, I, I should say fortunately, but uh, unfortunately in the sense that we often miss the connection. Because somebody gets a root canal, they're fine, you know, for many years, and then, you know, the disease processes start. But, but tell us a little bit about your uh, insights about root canals and, and um, you know why, why you think it is a problem and what kind of health challenges do root canals play a role in?
3: Yeah, not only the root canals, but of course amalgam can be dangerous and the implants, and one of the major problems we overlook and miss even alternative uh, biological dentists is uh, cavitation infection into the jawbone and the root canal and cavitation the infection from the old extracted tooth that was not healing well created a what called focal infection and they will settle into either joint to your heart or to your kidney and uh, often it will not show in the x-ray but uh, within the root canal or in our cavitation there are at least 20 30 different microorganisms will be brewing, and they will release toxins. And uh, they will just cause what called totally unexplainable medical problem. It can be a lot of what called artery pain, autoimmune response, chest pain, and uh, even IDS, kidney problem. You just named the unexplainable medical problem. Dental is one of the major uh, underlying problems. So if you don't address dental and parasite problem, you know you're going to see one doctor
2: after another doctor. Yeah, and, and not to speak of the thousands upon thousands of dollars that goes wasted. When people are pursuing the wrong cure, you know, or they, they're seeking care, you know, and, and I, I specifically, you know, I feel most strongly about it, you know, when it comes to conventional medicine, because you know we're we're both, me and you have both been trained in conventional medicine, in uh, you know treating everything with uh, with drugs, uh, treating symptoms, and um, you know we don't pay mu- You know we're not taught to pay much attention to root causes. So you know, so when, when you talk about root canals, and mercury in the teeth, and implants. You know, that's, that's probably 90, 99% of the population over a certain age, you know, have had something like that done. Very, very few that don't have, you know, some kind of a negative impact from a dental uh, issue. So, so what you're saying is, for instance, um, amalgam fillings or, that are made from um, mercury combined with, with silver and other metals and like nickel. You know, that's, that's not a good thing to do to a human being. Is that, is that what you, you're saying because of the mercury?
3: Right. You know, when I do actually measure. If I do any recommendation to remove this silver filling, the amalgam, uh, mercury filling, I always measure using chelating agent to confirm do you have a heavy metal problem or not. And often we'll see that mercury uh, is very, level is very high. Even then, I have to be careful. Uh, I'll tell my patient. All the mercury does not necessarily come from your mercury silver feelings. Some of them might be from eating fish, vaccinations, environmental pollution. By saying that, one of the most common complaints associated with mercury and heavy metal is fatigue, anxiety and depression, what, memory loss, and some weird neurologic symptoms. So if you have all those, one of the first things I do is identify the uh, what kind of heavy muscle do you have? And usually I refer to by biological dentist get the silver mercury filling to be removed.
2: So, and 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 one thing that I think is important it, to discuss is, if you're going to have a mercury filling removed, where should you go? Because um, we know that you know the, f- the removal process can be as dangerous as the... Putting in process or worse if you do it in, inappropriately or if you go to somebody that's that's not properly trained. Is that correct?
3: That is correct. So if you don't have any medical problem, nothing bothers you, this will be purely elective procedures. You don't have to rush into anything. But if you have unexplainable medical symptoms, this is part of the puzzle. And I usually refer to biological denti- dentists, but uh, there's a many different levels of biological uh, dentists. Some are much more e- experienced. They take extra precautions. And some them you know, just learn and know about the danger of the silver filling, mercury filling, and they get minimum precaution. And you may get exposed even more mercury. And I've seen that before. People crash after the dental work was done.
2: Yeah, and... Uh... You know, I I can verify that. You know, especially patients with uh, that are very sensitive. You know, that that obviously have a lot of chemical toxicity. You know, um, those with you know uh, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. You know, any of the autoimmune diseases, MS. You know, in particular. You know, and um, you know also patients with ALS or neurological disturbances. You know, so. You know, Parkinson's disease, dementia, uh, all of those. So now when you do a chelation challenge, um, I, I was just going to check with you. I'm kind of curious because in my office, what I normally do is I'll have people do three chelation challenges. Um, and then after the third one, we collect um, the metals. Do you, do you do that or do you just do it after one uh, challenge?
3: Yeah, I do use yes. Uh, DMPS uh, stands for propane sulfonic acid as a, as a provocation challenge test and if there's a problem we'll go ahead and treat usually homeopathic, nutrition or alkylating agent. Uh, for provocation test I always use IV therapy.
2: That makes sense and then do you just uh, have the patient collect uh, urine or both urine and stool? To, to see?
3: Uh, yeah, not do the test, it's a too messy used urine. It's a 90-minute collection. The half-life for DMPS is about uh, 30 minutes to 40 minutes in the kidney. So we collect for about three half-life of the kidney, filter through the DMPS, through the kidney, in yeah. 90 minutes,
2: yeah. And then, uh, and how many chelations does it take typically? Say, for instance, you do IV chelation. You'll probably do some homeopathics with it. Um, How long does it take to get the average person cleaned up when they've had, you know, when they have heavy metal toxicity issues like that?
3: Well, you know, it all depends on individual, but I usually tell my patients it's a two, three year project. And uh, I usually use ID as a means to test. I give them oral or homeopathic chelating agent for three months per se. They go through this cycle for about two, three years to just make the level under control. If your level is very high, I'll give them ideculation, you know, also at the same time. But it's a slow process. We cannot put out too much, too fast. You have a side effect when you try to put them out too fast, so you have to pace them.
2: And we're going to um, be going here to to another break in a moment. And um, again, I, I want to encourage everyone. Get a copy of Doctor Yu's uh, "Accidental Cure: Extraordinary Medicine for Extraordinary Patients," and uh, Amazon.com, or you can go to his his website. Uh, what is that website again, Simon? Uh,
3: Preventionandhealing.com.
2: Preventionandhealing.com, and, and if you want to contact us, you're you're at QHI Wellness, in Tyler, Texas. You can also go to our website, qhiwellness.com, or you can call 903-939-2069, and we'll be right back after this break.
5: Doctor, doctor, give me the news, I gotta...
1: This is Dr. Peter DeBette Live out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on
0: TuggyNet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. comprehensive joint formula get your supply of comprehensive joint formula today by calling 877-484-9735 that's 877-484-9735 or go online to shophealthybody.com.
1: reaching out from the heartland of the united states with quality programming this is Tokinet radio
0: Are you frustrated with the health of your digestive tract? Tired of heartburn and reflux symptoms? Sluggish or missing gallbladder? Gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes. If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out Devet Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein. If your stomach feels too acidic for Step One, then do Step Two first. Step Two is a product called glutogenics which contains aloe, licorice root, and L-glutamine. Take charge of your digestive health. Today, Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Doctor,
5: doctor give me the news. I gotta-
0: Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live
1: on TokiNet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette.
2: And we're back. You Again, you're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We broadcast here out of uh, QHI Wellness, uh, out of the studio, you're in my office, in tyler texas so for those that uh, are interested in knowing more about us you can again go to our website qhiwellness.com i have a, a book out called heal thyself transform your life transform your health which is a manual in self-healing for those people that want to take charge of their health take charge of their lives and really get to the bottom of what ails them um, I think you'll find that that book uh, fascinating. Also, my second book called "Bringing Sexy Back: Transforming the Body You Have into the Body You Want," all about metabolic illnesses, including obesity, and the programs that underlie them. And that's when I say programs, I mean you know the conflicts, the emotional conflict programs that literally encode for or program for disease. Um, also have a, a copies of my mentors book uh, recall healing pyramid of health available and it's basically an encyclopedia on diseases uh, based on you know their common denominator conflicts that underlie them so and uh, Simon uh, we were talking during the break a little bit about you know programming behind the illnesses you know th- I always wondered when I was uh, f- you know growing up and also, in medical school, and then after that, you now why is it that some people get certain diseases and others don't and and why do we get the very specific illnesses that we get and you know and um, in my pursuit of deeper answers, you know, I discovered the emotional uh connections and programs and and uh I know you feel you know that that's also very important you know to explore, and I know. For most physicians like yourself it's it's not always the time there to to really get into it you know so uh, in ideal circumstances as m d s you know we have somebody else uh, do the work you know of uh, digging in to understand but but when it comes to parasitic infections, for example, um, you know we, we often talk about parasitic relationships, but uh, give me your uh, spin on on that, what do you see in your patient population in those that are overrun with, with parasites and what, what do you see you know, in them emotionally and as far as the conflicts?
3: Yeah, you know, as a part of my lecture, not only I talk about parasites, talk about parasitic infectious relationship and in terms of uh, not only from Actually, parasite itself uh, and other infections, but also from social, parasitic relationships, political, economic, emotional, and even spiritual level. So by the time people get sick and uh, they're emotionally they're not resolving or they're constantly sick, uh, addressing their parasite problem, they become less needy, becoming more independent. And I, sometimes I'm kidding around, but I tell, you know, parasites are like sometimes some of your children, some of your kids who refuse to leave their home when they're forty <laughs> 40 years old. And yeah. give you <laughs> they can give your kids a parasite medication, and then they'll become more independent because they become more, uh, you know, get rid of the parasite and they become more uh, independent. They become more emotionally independent, become economically more independent. But I'm not kidding when they say, parents can see in your body for 40 to 50 years. So some of the yeah. children are quiet and sick, and they're not feeling well, and become dependent, become needy, you know, child.
2: Yeah. And that's that's beautiful, you know. And, and, and the work that I do, we often go into the womb as well, and we, we do what's called... Uh, Exploration on the project purpose, and and oftentimes when the child comes out with uh, you know with uh, a genealogical or a biological problem, you know like a congenital illness, we'll often find you know that there's you know some factors in the womb as well, and um, and you know in our language forms, I, I kind of had to chuckle when you said you know I talked about. You know, people with parasites having parasitic relationships with other human beings. But uh, that's a very important question to ask, you know, is, is who's eating you? You know, <laughs> and we often says, and we, 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 we say, you know, something is eating me, you know, or eating at me, you know, so, and, um, you know, oftentimes it's relationships that, you know, people that don't have proper boundaries. You know, if those that cannot say no, you know, (laughs) if you can say no, you're probably not going to have a big problem with parasites. But when you have difficulty saying no, especially to certain people like your kids or your, you know, or your significant other or, you know, um, it's the person that, you know, continuously gets pulled in directions that they don't want to go into, you know, that uh, that are are very vulnerable. So now, Simon, you mentioned that, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about case studies. You know, some of the, uh, you know, interesting cases that you've seen and, you know, what what role parasites played in them, for example.
3: Any difficult cases that this patient went to any big famous institution, they always overlook parasite problems even although some of the big-name alternative integrative medical doctors have the opportunity to evaluate them. They have a parasite problem and they have a dental problem. And that some of them can be minor problems, some of them are serious problems, like they may have a cancer and they overlook that parasite problem and dental problem. And I see this pattern over and over and over. Uh, everywhere, and you know, either Texas, Iowa, Missouri—you know, you name it—because I see patients from all of the different states, and uh, it's the same problem.
2: Yeah, and and when you when you um, you know see somebody with parasites, even if they've been treated before, do you find that a lot of the time they they were not properly treated, or you know, like you know, when when physicians use um, herbal remedies, you know. um, and black walnut, uh, wormwood extract, you know, and, um, and other remedies like that, do you find that that's just simply not strong enough in many cases where you, where you have to ratchet it up with, uh, with the strong drugs? And sometimes at very high doses. Um, so just comment a little bit about effective treatments of parasites and not just, you know, not just treatment.
3: Right, you know, today I just saw a brand new patient from Tennessee, diagnosed with a Lyme, but it wasn't Lyme, it was a parasite problem. So he's been treating with all those antibiotics or Lyme. And so today I'm gonna to treat him with three different parasite medication and with the antifungal medication, because he's been on all those antibiotics and he's got a lot of a fungal problem in his lung. He cannot breathe, and he's a 29-year-old guy who appears physically fit, but he said he just cannot breathe, and uh, you have to treat them very aggressively. Often, I will use three or four different combinations of parasite medications. I may have to add antifungal medications because you've been mistreated with all those uh, different names for different disease and whatever. Using antibiotics is actually a parasite problem. So no, I treat them very aggressively uh, in different combinations with natural herbs and homeopathic remedies, and sometimes we have to give an ID nutritional therapy because they're so anorexic and they're so cachectic.
2: And when we when we think about parasites, you know, and other infections, they uh, they often steal nutrients from the system. You know, they, as, as some people would say, they rob us blind, and then leave us. You know, to die in a heap of misery. So, so it's it's real, really important to replenish. Um, you know, and sometimes the IV is critical because when you when you put it in the gut, um, you know, you have a malabsorption syndrome, partly because of infections. Uh, would you would you say that and that's also an issue?
3: Oh, absolutely. So. I don't even put on any nutritional program on my patient until when through some basic parasite cleansing is done, and then I'll put them on uh, oral nutritional program. Meanwhile, they may need some IV nutritional therapy because they cannot absorb the nutrients.
2: Yeah, oh, that 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 is so powerful, you know. And and um, and I just I was curious. You, you mentioned implants, you know, in dental. Uh, also affecting, do you think the, the new zirconium implants, um, just for curiosity, is is that better than the titanium implants that people are getting in their jaws now? Of course, that, the, the, the zirconium is very scarce. Very few, f- few uh, dentists that are using those. But what do you think about that? Well, titanium
3: produces a lot of galvanic current. They will run over 200 millivolt. I'm not sure about zirconium. The conium technique will not clear galvanic current for irritation but there's no such thing as a safe implant dr. Har Huggins the, he's a like a godfather of biological dentistry he was against amalgam he was against root canals and he was against also implants that made many biological dentists unhappy when he said is totally against implanting.
2: Implant might be even worse than root canal. Wow, that's that's you know profound because uh, you know, some people think it's okay to do uh, you know now now they're moving towards the zirconium, but it may all be you know challenge. Sometimes it's just better to lose the tooth. Uh, Doctor Hugh, you I'm I'm so appreciative that you uh, took the time out today to be uh, on the show, and um, I think we've all learned a lot more. About you know a, a couple of key issues, as a matter of fact, three or four, you know that affect people's health all over the planet, and most of us are totally unaware of it. Parasites, you know we talked about um, you know different organ systems affected by that different diseases associated. We also talked about um, you know root canals and dental issues affecting health, and we also talked a little bit about heavy metals. And uh, so I really, really appreciate you um, being on the show. Again, Dr. Yu's book is Accidental Cure, Extraordinary Medicine for Extraordinary Patients. And uh, you can uh, get a copy of his book either on uh, Amazon.com or his website. Again, one last time, give us a stand. That's
3: preventionandhealing.com.
2: Preventionandhealing.com. Again, everybody have a wonderful day. We'll be back with you next Friday with another show.
5: Doctor Doctor, give me the news I gotta
1: Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We'll be here every weekday at one PM Central, two PM Eastern.